This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Well, hey, everyone, and welcome to another Mercy Talk episode. I'm one of your hosts, Rachel Thomas, and I am the podcast coordinator and content specialist. And I am Dr. Brooke Keels, the Senior Director of Counseling and Program Strategy here at Mercy. And I'm Melanie Wise. I'm the Senior Director of Outreach here at Mercy. And if you have been around us for a while, if you've been listening to Mercy Talk or just been around Mercy at all for a while, you know that we are really big fans of just practical things, practical advice, practical words, practical (laughs) steps. Maybe I'm just mostly talking about myself. I don't know. I get very excited about practical. (laughs) And, um, And especially when it comes to us actually talking about our relationship with the Lord. And if you're like, well, I haven't ever listened to Mercy Talk. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you're about to, because we are literally about to go into a series that we are calling Steps to intimacy with God. (laughs) Oh, does it do my heart good? Steps. I love it. I just love (laughs) hearing like, oh, there's some steps to follow here. Um, It's going to be very practical. But as we all know, um, there are things that are going to be so unique and special to each and every person in this journey with the Lord. And so we will never ignore that piece. But Um, Before we kind of dive into the content for this specific um, series, let's just kind of first unpack this word intimacy for a minute, because some of you may already be getting stuck on that. I know that there have been people that I've talked to in the past who, when I say intimacy with God, they get a really weird look on their face. Like, (laughs) I don't know how I feel about that. Um, Because, I mean, let's be honest, like our culture has trained us to think that intimacy is just talking about sex. Like that's all we're talking about. It's only associated with that. So when you start talking about intimacy with God, people can get a little weirded out. So let's just talk for a minute about like the actual definition of what we are talking about for this entire series. If you do like a Google search of definition of intimacy, like one of the first definitions, actually, I think when I Googled it, this was the first definition that came up. It was close familiarity or friendship, closeness. Mm -hmm. Okay, exactly what we're talking about here. We are talking about closeness with God, friendship with God, intimacy with God. So for anybody who was a little bit stuck on that, that's what we're talking about. Um, And we are just going to kind of go out on a limb here and assume that if you are listening to this podcast, odds are probably pretty good that this idea of having intimacy with God, closeness with God, friendship with God is something that you want either maybe you don't have that at all and you want it or if you do have it odds are good that you want more of it because any anybody who's experienced closeness with closeness with god knows that like once you get a taste of it you're like oh i want i want more of that i want more of that right um that's what i love about the lord it's like there's just no end to it there's no end to how close you can get with him and so um the question that we want to try to answer in this series is like how how do we get there? Like, what does that even mean? Like, yeah, I'd love that. Um, but how, and as I already mentioned, of course there's elements of kind of like getting this friendship with people or, or falling in love with someone or experiencing intimacy with someone that is 
there's a piece of mystery to it, right? Like there isn't, it's not always just this perfect cookie cutter step-by-step thing, but there is some element of process Mm. behind falling in love with someone like that. There is a process that happens whether or not you've ever recognized it. So that's what we want to talk about because it's not that helpful for someone to say, well, Hey, I want that. And us to be like, well, good luck. It's a mystery. (laughs) (laughs) We, we hope you do well in your quest. Right. So we're going to try to get really practical in this series with you. I'm, I'm super excited about it. Yeah. So, and we're actually going to go ahead and just share all five steps with you early on, which I like to do anyway. Like, and maybe that's my preacher kid thing that like, do I really have to wait to the end? I don't know if anybody does <laughs> yeah. this. If if the pastor gives you like the fill in the blank, like I yeah. fill it all out at first. Yeah. Cause like, let's just get this oh, done. No, yeah. So like, we're going to go ahead and get there. But I think it also sets it up um, for mm-hmm. understanding that there are steps to intimacy, like literal steps, like we're giving you, but it's mm-hmm. a process like Melanie said, and it also gives you space to actually define what intimacy is to you and redefine it. So like mm-hmm. you said, several of you probably were like, that's what intimacy is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not. Um, actually, Brooke, not before sexuality. you jump into yeah. those steps, I just realized I've completely failed to say and give credit where credit is due here. Um, this like whole idea and these five steps, this is not something that the three of us just came up with in our time with the oh, Lord this yeah. week. This is a right. teaching that we've heard. This was, I actually had to go back and find like, where's the origin of this? Did somebody famous write this? I don't know. Um, and <laughs> all I've been able to discover is that it was something that was taught in a mercy home years ago. And now actually it is used very actively in our UK home. Like they actually really intentionally talk about this process. Um, and one of our UK staff members, Debbie Harvey, when she was over here in the States, she did a teaching on this. And oh I was God. like, oh, I love, it was so good. And it was you know, really I good. love me some practical stuff. So I talked to her. I was like, Debbie, we're going to give you a shout out. Yes. Make sure people know that basically everything we're talking about is coming from our notes from your teaching. So anyway, sorry, yeah. just forgot to say that earlier. No, that's good. I'm glad you did that. Yeah. Cause I was like, I know all of this, but I'm glad you reminded me. And that like, I love Debbie. That was such a good teaching. Yeah. You're right. So yeah. All right, so we'll dive in. Um, So if you need to pause and figure out how you feel about the word intimacy, do that. But you maybe just listen all the way through and process it as you go, okay? Um, But so (laughs) step one is attraction. Step two is getting to know God in this case, right? Step three is trust. Step four is falling in love. And then the fifth step is intimacy. Mm. And so just thinking about it, how can we be intimate with someone if we haven't fallen in love with them? Okay. And if you compare this to a uh, personal interpersonal relationship, like wanting to make out with someone does not mean falling in love with them. Right. Okay? So those <laughs> right. are very different things. Right. <laughs> okay. And, and even if you think of it as a platonic relationship, right. An intimacy with a friend actually comes from a very loving, caring, mm-hmm. safe relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. So whether this is, you know, platonic or um, not, right. Consider that, but thinking about it with the Lord, Um, how can we love someone that we don't trust? Uh, I can just go ahead and tell you, you can really care for somebody, but to really love them in like a pure, safe way, there has to be trust there. Mm -hmm. Um, Take that from the family therapist. Um, The (laughs) other side is how can we trust someone that we don't actually know? And you can't, right? You cannot trust someone or something that's untrustworthy. And if you don't know them, you don't know if they're trustworthy. Um, And then the last one to think about is how do we get to know someone who we don't first aren't first somehow attracted or drawn to, right? Everyone that generally we, we spend time with, 
um, is someone that we wanted to get to know at some level and not because you work beside them and you like had to. Okay. So like not Mm -hmm. being forced, but just really considering the people that we're drawn to leads into these next steps. And so if you try and just jump straight ahead to intimacy without knowing the Lord, without, you know, being drawn, without, um, you know, trusting him, without having that relationship, um, intimacy isn't going to happen. It isn't Mm -hmm. going to be a thing. And so being able to make sure this sticks, if you will, that there's a structure for it that is solid, that lasts for all time, that it's not just a moment in time where you're like, there was that one moment that I felt really close to the Lord and then it just wasn't there anymore, you know? Yeah. Um, so there's a reason for that, that maybe that we kind of skip some steps, right? Or yeah. maybe we were stuck in a couple of them. So this is really wanting to solidify each of those steps, getting to that place of intimacy. Um, and so for this podcast today, we're going to be talking about steps one and two, and then next week we will un- unpack steps three through five. So mm-hmm. we're not going to rush it guys. We're going to yeah. stay there for a minute and figure it out. So right. it's good. I like, I like just even as you were just saying, like, it's almost like walking through those steps. If you skip them, there's not really like a strong foundation. Like I want a strong right. foundation to my walk with the Lord. And if yeah. I try to jump past like the trust stage and just like, you know, but it's literally impossible actually. Right. But if I well, should be like, I want to trust him, but I don't know him. Right. Yeah. Then like, then that trust is really shallow and it could crumble in a moment. Yeah. So it's like to really, to really establish each of these five places yeah. is so important for a strong yeah. foundation. And I think what happens if we don't do that too, is that's when the enemy comes in and is like, see, you never knew the Lord or yeah, you never yeah. this, or you never that. And it's like, no, you just put yourself in a position that wasn't going to work. Yeah. And so being able to actually spend time in each of the, they're all so valuable mm-hmm. and it keeps that life from coming in. Like, of course you're drawn to the Lord, but there are seasons where we feel it greatly, but we got to take it to that next level yeah. so that it, it sustains us and maintains us, you know, yeah. through all the seasons that, yeah. you know, intimacy is something that is fed, but also, you know, can, can be really solid and really steady and really stable through changing seasons. So, yeah, yeah, that's so good. And I love that you guys even started, I mean, you just used trust as an example, like we all want to get there, but you can't just jump there. And you think Mm -hmm. about that with any relationship, you know, like you don't just jump into the relationship full of, you know, you know, trust and like these warm coat. I mean, well, maybe you have warm, cozy feelings, but like that, that longevity, that solid, again, foundation built over time, it takes time. Uh, and so today, speaking of time, we're going to start with our first one. Cause like Brooke said, we're not going to rush it. And I love these, these first two, um, but I'm going to touch on the first one. And the first one is attraction. And that may kind of strike you as rather odd with the Lord. Cause you're like, attracted to the Lord, but truly think about what it is that drew you in, what it was that, um, you know, caused you to want to get to know him more. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and one definition of attraction, since we're like getting to the nitty gritty here today, uh, is to cause to participate in a venture by offering something of interest. I love that. It's very like, Hey, I want to seek you. I want to find you. I want to know more of you. Uh, and so there is an attraction to the things of God. And and what we, we just ask you that question today, like what was it that caused you to first stop and go, like, I want to know you more, Lord. I I want to go on this journey with you. And I think about for my for myself and my own journey, like the hook, if you will, was really the idea of God's grace, like his 
his favor that I didn't have to earn. And it's funny because uh, inevitably that's one of the, always the things that gets hit by the enemy. The strongest is like, well, God, he's not pleased with you. Like you need to hustle. You need to work for his approval. And that was one of the things that attracted me to the Lord first of knowing I didn't have to do that. Like he called me by name, just as I was just as I am, um, and was totally, uh, in, you know, in love with me, so to speak. I mean, just his favor is free. I didn't have to earn that. And so mm-hmm. I love that about the Lord. Mm-hmm. So what, what is it for you that attracts you to the Lord in every good adventure story? When you think about it, it comes with uh, at least one battle, of course. So here's the tension that we face with this attraction is if again, kind of just what I mentioned before, if attraction is the extent of our relationship with God, then we're going to struggle to sustain it. So if that's all that it's based on, you know, Lord, you're so good. Like your blessings never end, you know, your, your mercies never end. And then we experience hardship and we can't maybe physically, we're struggling with seeing some of those blessings or those prayers coming to fruition. And we think he's left me. He doesn't hear anything. I pray like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just such a, um, You want to start there, but you don't want to end there, I guess, is what I'm saying, if that makes sense. Um, And then the other thing that we can struggle real quickly with this point is that if we don't move forward to the next stage, um, again, kind of the example I used is just we're vulnerable to the things of the enemy. And people today have forgotten how critical discipleship is and developing a relationship to the personhood of God. And I'm not just talking about like, hashtag discipleship on your Instagram or like, yes, I joined a Bible study and then, you know, it kind of fizzled out. I mean, those things are are nice, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about entering into a lifelong quest of getting to know who God is more uh, and and the discipline of actually learning that. And And I use the word discipline because to be real honest, there are some days where I'm like, man, you know, this it takes time. It takes carving out space. It takes, I I, I hesitate to say hard work, but truly like, and you think about in any relationship that's worth that adventure, it takes an investment in there. Um, So when we start to struggle in our relationship with God, we need to remind ourselves what it was that attracted us to him in the first place. Because again, that just tends to be one of the first place, one of the first places that the enemy attacks. Yeah, that's good. Cause I mean, I think about, you know, people who maybe would say, man, you know, this idea that God could give me uh, joy, like real joy, like that's what first attracted me to him. Cause I didn't have joy in my life. Well, it's usually the first thing the enemy goes after then. Yes. Cause it's like, that's the seed, right? Like that's the seed that was planted. And if I can, if I can kill the seed, then nothing's going to grow. Right. Or like the idea of, um, you know, freedom in Christ was what drew me to the Lord. Well, then that's probably going to be exactly what the enemy wants to take out, right? Sure. Is your hope for freedom in Christ or your experience of that? Or um, especially like, I think as you've walked with the Lord for many years, it's like that, you know, you might be like, man, I did. I experienced freedom in Christ. It was so good. It was so, but if all that your walk with the Lord is resting on was that initial attraction, as soon as that thing gets pulled mm. or attacked, it's like, I don't have anything attaching me to the Lord anymore. So I just think that's really good. Like you have to keep moving forward and always going back to remembering what that thing 
was because then you can recognize it. You're like, oh, of course the enemy's after that thing. Like, right. of course right. he's attacking the thing. Right. The and seed so, that started it all. <laughs> yes. No. So true. And side note, I mean, there's just so many parallels here to like our relationships with other people. It's, it's perfect. But I think about even my relationship with like my hubby and, you know, when you first start dating, you're like, oh my gosh, they're so hot. I mean, you know, we're like, <laughs> I'm so attracted. And then, you know, if that's the extent, the attraction of like what your relationship is grounded in. Yeah. That when, when you live, when you get married, when you're with somebody for longer than maybe a couple of months, you start right. attraction. Um, you know, it ebbs and flows. Let's just say that. And it's not that you don't <laughs> love them. It's just that that cannot be the foundation of, yes. of going through the storm. So Mercy Multiplied exists to provide opportunities for all to experience God's unconditional love, forgiveness, and life-transforming power. Our residential program is for women ages 13 to 32, and our outpatient services are for women ages 13 and older. Both programs are voluntary, biblically-based, and completely free of charge. Our goal is to help women in our programs permanently stop destructive cycles, discover purposes for their lives, and experience God's unconditional love, forgiveness, and life-transforming power. If you or someone you know would like to apply to one of our programs or you'd simply like to find out more information, you can start by heading to our website at mercymultiplied.com. If there's an initial attraction and it doesn't ever move past uh-huh. that even, like even if it's like, yeah, I wanted to have you know freedom in Christ and you feel like you found some level of it and then we just kind of sit there. You know, there's not like then the next or the deeper. It's kind of like, yeah, that met a need. Because usually it's like, I don't, I don't have this in my life or I see this negative thing in my life and I want that. I want this positive thing. And so we do it. And then I think it's not always just that it gets taken. It sometimes it's just, we become stagnant in it too. We're like, all right, that was good. I am thankful for that. And then there's nothing else. Yeah. Then again, when the storms come or the things happen and, you know, there, it requires a deeper relationship you know, outside of that initial attraction, though I stand by, it is helpful if the person you're married to is attractive. Right, and right. You're angry at them. <laughs> so I'm if just anyone's that looking out there. for some, yeah, yes, yeah. Just, Hot tip got, from Brooke Keels there. <laughs> if you got great abs, it helps it when I'm mad. Oh my you. goodness. So. <laughs> It's also a dating podcast. That's right. I mean, I, but I think it is actually really helpful for us to kind of like use the analogy of like a romantic relationship when we're talking about this. It's just helpful. It's the sure. easiest thing for people to immediately connect to. Yeah. And I remember when I was in my dating years, which lasted far too long, guys, but um, I remember hearing something. I mean, I think it was a pastor. I read it somewhere where he basically almost kind of blasted the idea of like chemistry and maybe oh. to an extreme, maybe, maybe to a, maybe to a little bit of extreme, <laughs> but his, his mindset behind it wasn't totally off to me. It was like, mm-hmm. if you think that chemistry is the deciding factor on whether or not you marry a person, you sure. you've got some really unfortunate uh, you know, awakenings ahead of you because you're going to realize that chemistry is not sustainable day in and day out. And so 
I'm not, I do not disagree. Now he kind of almost went to the extreme of saying like, don't even think about chemistry. That's not a thing. You don't need to worry about that. I'm like, nah, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, as Brooke <laughs> said, it's just again, <laughs> but, but not the only thing. It's yes. Just nice, it's right. nice. Right. Yeah. And to our point, what we're saying, obviously, if we have not made this point is that that's just not strong enough of a foundation. You have got to keep going on the journey. You are too vulnerable if you let it just stop at that at that point. And so with that being said, we should move on. Uh, we're going to go to step two. And step two was getting to know or so getting to know God in this case, right? Um, Psalm 4610 is becoming more and more theme verse of my life. Um, it's a good one. It's the well-known be still and know that I am God. I actually have a necklace on right this moment that says be still because the Lord's like, I'm going to need to teach you some stuff in this. Season. You're going to have to be still. Put it around your neck. Put it around my neck. I like it. Um, but yeah. I'm going to, so be still is an important piece of that scripture. Let's talk about that word no, because that's what we're talking about on this step is getting to know. Okay, so in this verse, that word no, like the original Hebrew word from scripture means to become acquainted as with a friend. And so I love that because basically what this scripture is saying and what God is inviting us to do is like he's inviting us to get to know him as a friend. I don't know about you, but I cannot really be friends with someone that I can't talk to or have a conversation with. Like, I don't, I don't really know how it's possible to have a friend that you can't communicate with. So on this specific step, I think it's so important that we understand um, first and foremost, that to get to know God as a friend, if you haven't done this already, you're going to have to go on a journey where you learn how to recognize his voice and you learn how to communicate with him and talk with him and hear from him. Uh, we probably got podcasts out the wazoo on hearing, hearing from the Lord. Um, if you go back into our archives, I'm sure we've got tons. Um, you have to learn how you hear from him. Now, on this specific step, I'm going to definitely make sure we land with like, we, every time we talk about hearing from the Lord here, we talk about how scripture, the written word is God's primary means of communication with us. It's our ultimate standard. Um, and so in this specific step, man, immersing yourself in the word of God, especially um, if you're kind of new to your to the faith, um, like that is a vital piece of this step. Yeah. But you know what? I don't know why I'm talking about if you're new to the faith, immerse yourself in the word. I'm learning even in this season that like I I have like I just kind of waver in and out in my love for the word of God. I just do. I'm going to be honest with you guys. There's just significant seasons of my life where I'm like, of course, the Bible is important. And I read a few verses every day, but like I don't have a love for it. And I mean, there's just like scriptures about, you know, just like having that love. I love yeah. your precepts. I love your love. I'm like, yeah. Eh. <laughs> I would like to love them more. Right. Um, And I mean, you know, you've probably met people who just have like a passion and a love for the word of God. Like they just can't get enough of it. And I'm like, I would like more of that, please, please Lord. But that's, I mean, that's going to be such a huge source of you getting to know the heart and the character of God. Um, But also, as we will always say that scripture isn't the only way that God speaks to us. And it's a huge 
blessing and gift and benefit of being a child of God is that you actually have the ability to have this communication back and forth with him. Um, and again, this is, this is foundational to who we are as an organization. If you ever come to any of our trainings, if you do keys to freedom, you're going to see this, this um, principle all over the place because it's yeah. vital to our walk with the, with the Lord, the ability to hear back and forth. And we are not talking about the audible voice. I'm not saying he can't, I'm not saying he won't. I'm just right. saying I haven't ever heard it. Sure. Some people have that I've heard, you know, but like, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about how he um, can show you things and reveal you things through the Holy spirit. And you just receive whatever it is that he is uh, communicating with you. And so for me in this step, I've also thought a little bit about just like, man, how have I gotten to know the Lord? And I will say that unfortunately it's usually through the darkest days. Mm. I'm like, yeah. man, why has it always got to be that way? Right. But like, I mean, and you know, and I've shared some on this podcast, a lot of you, if you've been listening, you know, I'm in some dark days right now. Mm. And here's what I know is that it has truly been in the darkest seasons of my life that I have gotten to know the character and the heart and the love of God in a completely new and fresh way that I would never have learned it otherwise. And so now when I go through dark seasons and I will tell you, I'm praying this right now, I'm like, Lord, I'm getting everything out of this. Like, yeah, if I have to go through this, I am getting everything out of it. And I want to, I want to come out on the other side of this, whatever in the world that looks like. I want to come out on the other side of this saying, like, I know him mm-hmm. in a new and different way. And so I, for anybody who might be in one of those seasons, man, I just encourage you to say, this is a season I get to know the Lord in a new and a fresh way. And I don't want to, I don't want to waste it. I don't want this season to pass without me getting everything that the Lord has for me in that. Um, because I feel like that's, he uses those seasons for us to just get to know him. That's good. In new and powerful ways, usually. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. And, and I know you mentioned just like, obviously we talk about, you know, the number one way the Lord speaks to us is through his word. Right. And to me, like these other ways that he connects with us is, is, is through kind of what I'm about to share. Um, but yeah. And so as a counselor, I can just tell you like, yeah, it's in the hard seasons that, that we can learn so much. And there's a big piece of it is that because sometimes we're, we're more open to it, right? Like we're actually can get to a place of like, okay, if we got to do this, then let's, then let's do it. Let's learn what we need to learn. Sometimes it's because we find ourselves in the same season over and over and we're like, huh, maybe there's something the Lord would like to talk to us about if I am consistently in this place. And I would like to learn that now. So, and if that's just me, that's fine. Um, but you know, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I know like, you know, for me personally, it's, it's actually interesting. Like, you know, yes, the Lord speaks to me through his word. And I can definitely tell you the more that I pursue him and intimacy with him is the more I'm drawn to his word. Um, and the more, you know, I've, and I do like studies. I mean, I, you know, again, like, I think it's so much different. My friends who are relatively new to the faith, like don't, I think have the experience of like, they grew up reading the Bible. So there's almost something you like take advantage of there. And it's not, it's like, I know a lot of scripture, but, but it's so crazy to me. I'll go and read it and just be like, what have I missed this whole time? And like, I love it when I, those things are revealed but what he does is reinforces so many things in the other ways that he communicates. And, and really what's interesting is the, the list I'm about to share with you. Um, 
like it's actually grown in different ways, ways that I didn't really hear from him before. Like I do now, Mm -hmm. um, like I never used to really get pictures before. Um, I never Mm -hmm. really had dreams and then all of a sudden that's been a thing. So that's fun, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but, but it was through knowing his word and it was also through, you know, I'll start with this one, like his still small voice, which some people call your conscience or whatever, you know, it's the, the voice in their head, our head that kind of redirects or challenges us. Um, you know, and what we know is that that's the Holy Spirit speaking to us and our minds and our hearts. Um, and as this way of hearing from the Lord really grows, you'll find yourself kind of in a two-way conversation throughout the day. And, and it really is crazy to me just how that's developed, that it's not just like, you know, like I'll just feel something pretty strongly. And then I'm like, okay, Lord, like, is that you? Is that because I had Taco Bell? Like, I don't, like, I need to really assess this or is it me wanting it and not out of a place of shame, but really like being able to focus and hone in on that. And then the more and more that that gets confirmed, I'm like, okay, that is the Lord's voice and really Mm -hmm. paying attention to like differentiating him speaking to me versus, you know, my quesadilla. And so (laughs) like, (laughs) Sorry, I'm very passionate about Taco Bell. Um, a keto menu, but that's fine. Uh, and so, <laughs> anyway, but you know, just so that's one way is obviously, I mean, I think a huge way is that Holy Spirit, and He also reveals those things in Scripture to us too. And so that's a, a very, you know, mutual relationship hearing from the Lord. The other thing are impressions, and sometimes these are just thoughts that come to mind um, that we're not really intentionally thinking on our own. That will happen to me a lot out of nowhere. Something will come in and I'll feel it pretty strongly. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is something to seek to talk to the Lord about. Yeah, and again, absolutely. it's okay to talk to him about, is this you? Is mm-hmm. it not? And not from a place of anxiety, but allowing him to reveal what he's talking to us about. Um, and, you know, some of the examples of this is made like all of a sudden, like, I really feel like I need to call this person I haven't talked to in a long time and just check in on them. Um, you know, hey, you know, I know you mentioned this, but I've got a really strong feeling about this, about the situation. It doesn't really make sense to me. And how often does someone go, okay, that's exactly what I was thinking. And there was no reason why I should have a thought or opinion on it, even yeah. though, of course, I have lots of thoughts and opinions, but <laughs> not in that way, right? Um And then another one, which is my all-time favorite, is confirmation. (laughs) And that means the Lord just puts, you know, whatever it is, if it's forgiveness or usually it's forgiveness um, for me. It's always Uh, (laughs) Everywhere. Everybody Uh, talk about it. It's on uh, a billboard. It's the next sermon series. It's I'll look up YouTube and it's like, you know, most of my YouTube is honestly like makeup videos and UFC fights. So if there's like... A sermon about forgiveness. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I got it. Um, and so, you know, and it's just that thing. Like, I think Jen Otero talks about this at Empower. It's like somebody's license plate has like forgiveness, like on the license plate, and that's when you know, right? Right when the, when the license plate's there, that the Lord's like, hey. <laughs> Right. If the Lord you has know, to use a license plate, that's right. You, so be able to do it. But that's yeah. It. But what I love about this, about confirmation, is that the Lord is like, hey, I will repeat myself so that you know, yeah. right? It usually matches that, that Holy Spirit talking to me or the impression or whatever it is. Like, it all connects together. He's so good about, like, this is for you. Listen, yeah, pay yeah. attention, hear me, you know. And then and then the next one is pictures. Um, and some people, you know, refer to this as visions or dreams. And sometimes it's really weird. And I, like... I, you know, what do we say? 
people are holy spirit's not weird people are weird yeah okay so there's that but yeah you know some people are like dreams (laughs) what does that mean and I'm not saying dive in and find out like if you dreamt about a tractor, like if that means you need to toil some soil in your life. Like I'm not trying. Like don't. Like, <laughs> and let don't. me just go ahead and put out a disclaimer to all you pregnant women. Just yeah. don't. Oh, yeah. Just don't. Because I mean, yes. my dreams are getting crazy yeah, right crazy. now. So yeah, it's know, probably not God. <laughs> yeah. Let's just wait till we're not pregnant anymore. Please, Lord. <laughs> yeah, it'll be like if you need that, then give it to me again later. <laughs> yeah, that's day. right. <laughs> Yeah, yes. I'm not fully sleep deprived. Um, and look, and sometimes the thing about this, the meaning of these are not clear and they're generally not like, you know, I'm very much like, I need you to show up in my dream, say the words you want me to know, sure. and then let's move on. And the Lord's <laughs> like, well, or you could investigate it a little bit. Right. So I love these because there's mystery in it. I love being able to like, you know, um, share. I've gotten a place where sometimes I'll just see something out of nowhere and I'm like, okay, well, what's that about? But yeah. it's become like fun actually and engaging instead of like, it's not weird, you know? And if I have a dream, I remember, and there's been some dreams I'll tell, you know, my husband who's really good at that stuff. And he's like, yeah, I got nothing. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I'll pray about it. And sometimes something comes up and reinforces it. There've been times that I was like, this is it. I know what this is. Yeah. And then Three days later, it was not that at all. And so, <laughs> so what it's taught me to do is really seek him in that. Like, I, yeah. I'm, because I'll all of a sudden think I know what it is. I'm not mm-hmm. asking him. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I do that like drive by God thing. Like he, yeah. you're like, oh, that's it. That makes sense. And I just accept it. So it's really yeah. cool kind of when he speaks to you in weird ways, um, because then you actually have to pursue him. Yeah. And him. I'll just expand on kind of that pictures piece because yeah, that please. is strangely because a lot of times when we teach this, we talk about like, God often speaks in pictures to people who are super creative and artistic. And I'm like, Oh, that's like the furthest of yeah words that would describe me. So, um, but that is like a very real way that the Lord speaks to me. And it's pictures that it's not like hallucinations y'all. It's not like I'm like seeing things out in the abyss. Right. It's not, right. and it's not dreams. Like yeah. I, I have not really experienced a lot of that kind with the Lord. It's just that when I quiet myself before the Lord and I ask him a question or I'm seeking to hear from him, a lot of times if I close my eyes, like the spirit will just give me a picture in my mind. Yeah. And so many times, so many times that picture is pretty clear and it's like, whoa, okay, what does this mean? And sometimes it does. It it requires a little bit of exploring, like, what did that represent? What does that mean? Um, But that can be another part of that, that same way, um, dreams and pictures. Yeah. I'm glad you expounded on that because I kind of went the dreams route a little bit more, but yeah, I mean, that's it. Like I'll just be praying and I love when he just shows me. And sometimes it's just he and I sitting together or mm-hmm. like just a, just an idea of like, where are you? And just being able to kind of see him and, yeah. and he and I, you know, just in relationship together, yeah. even just on that small level, like that's where we are. Yes. We're yeah. just sitting together, you know, yeah. we're talking or we're doing, you know, whatever it is and, and, and being able to use that. And, and I use that a lot in counseling too, with, you know, private practice and like, being able to actually see God with you and just the connection that that provides. It's just another layer. Like he mm-hmm. uses all of our senses, you know, yeah. and being able to envision that is incredible. Yeah. So thank yes. you for adding to that. No, that's so good. That's so good. And I just want to reiterate to you guys, Brooke, you mentioned this before that if you hear this and you are frustrated or wrestling with disappointment because you thought you heard the Lord and then it turned out to not be him, or you thought you heard his voice and it was something totally different to not 
stay in that disappointed place because that's what the enemy would love. And then we become, (laughs) at least I know me, like resentful and bitter against the Lord and think, well, you don't speak to me or I can't, or what's even worse is I think I can't trust you or I can't trust yeah. I hear you because I feel like you mislead me or you play games. Uh, but the truth is, is that, and you kind of mentioned this before, Brooke, there's so much involved with that and, and getting good feedback from people who walk with the Lord and sometimes confusing our own desires with what we think we heard in, uh, you know, and even comparing what we're hearing and making sure it lines up with the word of God, all those things play out. And then sometimes it's just, to be honest, a matter of time. Like, I mean, super quick story. The only dream I've ever had where I've really felt the Lord was speaking to me. Cause I, that tends to not be a natural for me. Cause I'm like, well, I'm pregnant now. So like Mel was saying, you know, our dreams are cray cray. Um, but that tends to not be a primary way that I hear the Lord, but one way I know for sure that he spoke to me in a dream was when about four years ago. And I had a dream that we moved to Nashville and we did move to Nashville, but that didn't happen for another year and a half. So mm-hmm. I really wrestled with disappointment and anger at God, feeling like, I thought you told me this. Did you lie to me? You know, just mm-hmm. all those things. And so taking into account accountability, you know, yeah. the word of God, time, knowing that his timetable may be totally different than yours. And it may not be when you think it's going to happen. I, I digress, but just don't stay in the place of disappointment and frustration and think that the Lord is playing games with you because he's not. That's, so good. That's really That's good. exactly. Yes. Yeah. And it, and it is like, and look, I, on the podcast where we had to share our feelings, <laughs> right. I was like, I am not, I'm in a hard season. So I want to say it comes from this, but what I've learned is to be, oh, it wasn't that. Okay, cool. So then why did I assume it was like, it's allowed me to be actually excited. Yeah about learning and connecting more. And another thing, and, and Scott actually said this to me, especially when it's something that like, we know we hear heard from the Lord on, like you said, talking with wise counsel. Sure. If we are both in agreement, we heard from the Lord, like instead of being like, why isn't this happening? What we've shifted is saying, look, the Lord's the one that said it. He said it was going to be good. So I don't have to create that. Yeah. You know, like, I don't have to be like, well, where is it? He said it was. And so we're going to kind of hang on to that a little bit. And it's, it's kind of put the responsibility back on him. If God gave us this, then we're going to trust that and move forward with it. And that there allows that to be a little bit of of grounding, you know, there. And so I love that you shared that. And and we all, that's an ebb and flow of figuring this out. And that's what, but if you trust him, then I can, I can lean back on that because I do have a trust, you know, and built it in a hard season. Yes. We have built some trust. And so that, I can and go on. That, no, that's it. Like my heart, my, my spirit man is jumping up inside. Cause that's exactly right. Like yeah. Yeah. exactly right. That is what builds trust over time because you're walking through those seasons of, of learning to rely and know his character more. And then like you said, okay, you know, we're going to can get wise counsel, listen, you know, read the word. And then we're going to trust that God is going to bring it to fruition in his time, yeah. his way. And it just, again, that, that step is so vital. You, you, that friendship really develops, I feel like in that season of, of yeah. trusting. Um, and so just as we kind of close today, we want to encourage you to strengthen this stage. You really have to set aside time uh, and allow yourself to get acquainted with how do I recognize the voice of the Lord? And, and also, um, 
you know, set aside time, like to stir up passion for him and to be attracted to him in the first place. And you said this earlier, Brooke, but the more I'm going to like totally botch what you said, but it's something about the more you spend time with him, the more you, you have a love for his word. And that's really true. Like your heart is stirred for those things that he loves and that he is excited about on the ways of God and the character of God. And believe me, everybody, especially in this day and age, time is like nobody, I don't think is, well, maybe some people are swimming in time, but I get that time is different for everyone. So don't, don't get like legalistic about it and lock yourself and think I have to be like sitting down with a cup of coffee and my Bible open and an Instagram worthy, like Devo time. Like, please, we're not saying that. I mean, we're talking, where is there time and space that you can think that you can pray and not have distract, you know, distractions that are taking you away from, uh, what is at hand here? And maybe that's your car. I mean, just being real and maybe, you know, maybe that's the shower. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe it's somewhere else. So, um, just ask yourself, where is that place for you that you can allow the Lord to minister to you? And then, um, and truly without that step, you cannot get to step three, which we'll dive into more, but that's trust. And we often try to trust and love him without getting to know him as a friend. Mm -hmm. I thought that was just, man, I needed to be reminded of that. Um, so last two things to ask yourself, what is it that attracts you to God? What was that hook for you? And then no matter where you are in these five steps, just want to encourage you that you can always get to know God in deeper ways. And what is one practical thing that you could do this week to get to know him more deeply? Is it a long walk and praying, talking to him as you're going on a long walk? Is it getting out your journal and writing specific questions, opening your Bible, and then asking him those questions after you read? Think of maybe even some ways that you naturally like operate and things that you enjoy doing and think, how could I spend time doing these things with you, Lord, and see where it goes this week. Yeah, it's so good. I I love this. I love that step. I love the getting to know step. I love how it's really in that step where you're just developing this friendship. And, and I remember when we heard this teaching, she said a personal history. I love that idea. I love that you are building a personal history with the Lord in that season. And so um, it may just be like, you may be in a season where you're like, I don't have a lot to give. I don't, I'm not hearing a lot from him. I don't like, I don't know. I just show up to my times with the Lord and that's, that's all that it is. And if that's, if that's where you are, if you're just not feeling that deep connection and that deep friendship and that deep thing, it's okay. Cause the Lord can walk right beside you in that season too. And it's like, that's, what's developing some of your history with him is like on the great days and on the hard days and on the days where I'm completely depleted, you and me, we're still walking hand in hand. And that's part of my history with you. But in every season, like you and me are, we're buddies. <laughs> Yeah. I, don't I don't usually call God my buddy, but, um, but that there's well, that kind of history. You're a two-year-old mom, right? So that's true. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's, so no, true. I, that's it. Intimacy grows when somebody walks with you through the hard season. Yeah. Yeah. Like, through all the seasons. I love that's that. That's right. Through all of it. So it's, it's not just that we feel close. Like we are. Yeah. Yeah. We are, you know, it, it doesn't, it's like not just history. based on the emotional thing. And so. Just yeah. being able to to also again trust that like I don't always feel you, but I know you're there somewhere, and yeah, you know, and you're going to show up and trust know? that it's going to build over time. And yeah. I'm like, I'm recognizing as I get older and older in life that man, those friendships that I've had for 15, 20, 
25 years, like those are some of the richest, deepest Mm -hmm. friendships, because as we just said, we've gone through the long haul together and just know that as you just press in with the Lord every day, that history is going to get richer and sweeter and richer and sweeter. And so just be patient with that process. And I love the questions that you left us with Rachel, and I'm really excited to to dive into steps three through five in our um, episode next week. So if this has been helpful and encouraging to you, we really hope that you will join us next week on Mercy Talk. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.